Today's reading is from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 18, and can be found on page 834 of the Church Bibles. It's entitled, Further Instructions. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open for our message, open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards one and outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And final greetings. Tychus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Anonymous, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner, Articus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, and a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Aeropolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea Antonympha and the church at her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read to the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I have told them it's all about him, all about Christ, and they know it. They've got the gospel. They've got everything they need. But now, to finish this letter. Dearest Colossians, friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not neglect prayer. Neither underestimate its power. Be a people of prayer. Go deep in prayer. 
May your lives not be merely sprinkled with prayer. Rather, may they be soaked in prayer, saturated even. May intercession be at the heart of all that you are and all that you do. Make it a priority in your lives. When you're gathered together, pray. When you are apart, pray. Develop the holy habit of a daily rhythm of prayer. Each day and every day, go deeper in prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. And when you pray, pray not only with your mouths and with your ears, but with your eyes also. Be watchful. Keep your spiritual eyes open. Look for what God is doing in your midst. And say a big Amen to the signs of his coming kingdom. And in your prayers, always be thankful. We can never thank God enough for what he has done for us through Jesus Christ, his son. Be thankful that he is the Lord, the Lord of all. And so in Christ, we lack nothing. And when you pray, remember us. Remember my chains, my limitations, my restrictions. And yet, still pray that God may open a door for us, that we can tell more people about the message they need to hear, the most important message of all, the mystery of Christ. After all, that is why I am in chains. Now, though you may look to me as an apostle, and rightly so, for that is God's call on my life, you need to know that I need your prayers too, just as much as anyone else. I need God's help for the ministry he has given me. So pray that I may do my duty and proclaim the gospel clearly so that those who listen hear it and understand it and respond to it. And you too, don't settle for the status quo, for how things are. Remember, there are many, many people who do not know the Lord. Many people who do not have the hope we have, nor the joy of living for Jesus. They need this message too. Just think back to what it was like for you before you knew the Lord. And now, think what it could be like for those other residents of Colossae to become followers of Jesus. So don't stop praying for open doors and open hearts. Beloved Colossians, go deeper in witness. Make the most of every opportunity. Especially with those who are not yet part of the family. And be wise. Remember, it's not only how you act towards them, but what comes out of your mouths that counts. So may your words be the outpouring of a heart that is overflowing with grace. May your conversations reflect God's goodness and generosity, ever tasteful and always wholesome. Then you will know the right words to say 
when they ask you about Jesus. So, Colossians, go deeper in prayer. Go deeper in witness. But don't forget this. You are not alone. You are not alone. We are in this together. We are a big family. Here's the evidence. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, he says hi to you. Oh, and also Mark, you know, the cousin of Barnabas, he says hi too. I think actually you've already heard a bit about him and his situation. Uh, so if he's able to make it to you in Colossae, ensure he receives a big brotherly welcome. Also Jesus, no, no not, not that one, the one we call Justice, he also sends his greetings. You know, we're a family, we're in this together. These brothers, the only fellow Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God. I'd be lost without them. They've been such a great comfort to me. We're in this together. Of course, your very own Epaphras sends his greetings too. What a servant of Christ Jesus he is. Oh, if only you knew how much he's on his knees for you. Wrestling in prayer, pouring his heart out to God, praying that you may stand firm in God's will and grow mature and confident in Christ. I can tell you, he's working his sandals off for you. And not only for you, but for his other church plants in Laodicea and Hierapolis. The doctor, our dear friend Luke, and also Demas send their greetings. Ah, please do give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea when you get there, and especially to Nympha and the church in her home. Now, this letter is not just for the benefit of the church in Colossae alone. Others need to hear these truths too. So after it's been read in your gatherings, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans. In fact, do a letter swap. You, in turn, read the letter from Laodicea that I am sending them. Oh, by the way, I have a prophetic word for Archippus. I know the Lord wants to encourage him and keep, you know, encourage him to keep going. So tell him these words. Archippus, the Lord says... See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Tychicus will bring this letter to you and tell you all the news about me. He's a good guy, another dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with... Ah. Now here's the bit that may raise a few eyebrows in Colossae. There's something you need to be aware of. One of the church leaders in Colossae, a man by the name of Philemon, he's a good godly man, really faithful, totally committed to Christ, but he's also a hurting man. He is harboring some anger, possibly even bitterness and resentment towards someone who has wronged him. One of his slaves, Onesimus, well, I don't need to go into the details. It's water under the bridge now. 
Anyway, he wronged Philemon, his master, and fled. Knowing he faced punishment, Onesimus sought me out for help. Well, when someone asked the Apostle Paul for help, what do you think I'm going to say? Give them some practical legal advice? No, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm going to tell them about the hope they really need, the hope and the help we all desperately need. I'm going to tell them about Jesus, our helper, our rescuer, the one who saves us from our sins. So I proclaim to Onesimus the gospel, the good news of Jesus, this mystery which I proclaim. And guess what? Anisimus, he became a Christian. Genuinely. Really. Wasn't just saying a prayer for the sake of it. He meant it. Truly believed. And since that moment, I've seen his life turn around, inside out, completely changed. Changed by the amazing grace of God. But the thing is, at some point... Anesimus is going to have to face his master, Philemon, again. Okay, where was I? Tychicus will encourage you, and oh, by the way, he is coming with Onesimus. You know Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother who is one of you. Yes, I think they'll be able to read between the lines there. And I have faith that forgiveness and healing will abound and Anesimus will be shown the love, the grace and the welcome that the Lord has shown each and every one of us. I continue. You know we're in this together and... If we want to show God's love and grace to the world, we've got to be able to genuinely demonstrate it to one another. Right, time to bring it to a close. So, dear beloved Colossians, go deeper in prayer, go deeper in witness, and remember that we are here for each other, going deeper together, full of love and grace. See, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember me. In your freedom, remember my chains. Don't forget my suffering for the gospel. Finally, as you continue in the faith, may God's grace be always with you. But above all, remember... It's all about him, our Lord, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. He is your life. He is my life. Christ is our life.